On Tuesday evening, after the Vesper service, I had the pleasure of going out for a little time of refreshment with two of the young adults connected to this community. We went to a local watering hole, and the cool drink that I was enjoying was so satisfying on that warm evening. And there was a woman who sat at the end of the common picnic table where we were sitting, who struck up a conversation with us. Very interesting lady, intelligent, a professor of philosophy, and also a professed atheist, who nonetheless told me that she really loves Jesus. It's a place to start, right? And as I was thinking about this conversation after I left, it occurred to me that she struck up this conversation with us because she saw that I was a clergyman. I was in my andari, my zostiko, my robe. And so she knew I was a clergyman. And it dawned on me that this woman may very well have been seeking a connection with God. In that, brothers and sisters, she is no different than every one of us. All of us are seeking a connection of God. All of us want to live again with him in paradise. But he is spirit. As we heard today from the mouth of Jesus himself, he is spirit. And so he is beyond us. He's invisible. So what do we do? We seek him with more immediate means in ways that we can register in our sensory perceptions. We seek him, like the Samaritan woman, in relationships. And the heartbreak that we experience sometimes in those relationships shows us the depth of the yearning that we have. A depth deeper than the deepest well on earth. A depth that only God can fill. Sometimes we seek God in experiences, and in experiences sometimes that only money can buy. And sometimes those are rather destructive experiences, like the use of drugs to get a high that is a false substitute for that feeling of being in paradise with God. And we also seek him in meeting our basic needs. The shelter and protection that we get from sleeping indoors, that sense of safety that we get from sleeping under shelter every night, it's a reflection of the protection that God gives us. The warmth and comfort that we get from our clothing is a reflection of the warmth and comfort that ultimately come from God. And even food and drink, the pleasure and satisfaction that we get from eating and drinking, even that is a reflection of the pleasure and satisfaction that ultimately comes from God. It is no mistake, brothers and sisters, that we fell in a garden through eating fruit from a tree. And when you think about this, all of this makes perfect sense. Because if we're made in the image of God, 
It makes perfect sense that every experience in our life is a reflection of our desire for Him. Every living thing grows up to become like the thing in whose image it is made. A pine cone that falls from a pine tree releases a seed that grows up into another pine tree. We know what that little fuzzy thing is going to look like that breaks out of a chicken egg when it grows up. Children and grandchildren look and often act like their parents, don't they? So we're made in his image. But the Lord is calling us today to think differently, to think spiritually, to think beyond what we can see, what we can sense with our sensory perceptions. Because if we deepen our thinking and deepen our action, he can deepen our souls. He can dig the well even deeper within us. And the message today is that the true, full, real paradise that we seek is beyond all of this. All of this. It's passing away, but God is eternal and he remains. So what do we do with all this today, brothers and sisters? How do we take the Lord's teaching and apply it in our lives? Well, he gives us in this gospel passage three very specific things that we can do. Not only to think spiritually, but to act spiritually. The first is repentance. And did you notice how gently the Lord called the Samaritan woman to repentance. He didn't say to her, repent, you harlot, you whore, who've had five husbands and who are living with a guy now who's not your husband. He didn't say that. He said, go call your husband and bring him back, as if he wanted to bless him too. But this woman who was seeking a connection with God, she heard in those gentle words, the call to repentance. And this is a pillar of our life. This constant repentance is a pillar of our life. The second action we can take to live spiritually, to think and live spiritually, not think and live according to this earth, is to witness. Witness simply means sharing your experience of Jesus Christ with others. That's what it means. Did you notice the Samaritan woman at that dramatic moment when Jesus revealed to her that he was the Messiah for whom she was waiting? What did she do? She dropped her water jug and ran to the city to tell everyone, come see a man who told me everything I ever did. Of course, to share your experience of Christ you actually have to have an experience of Christ. We have to open the Word. We have to read every day from the Scriptures. We have to pray every day. We have to go to a place by ourselves, even just for a few minutes, and open our heart in dialogue with God, to speak to Him from our hearts and to listen to Him. And finally, the third thing is to do His will. When the disciples came back with the food, the physical food that they had bought in the city, Jesus told them what? My food is to do the will of the one who sent me and to finish his work. 
And so we're called to the same thing today. We are also called to reap what has been prepared for us to reap. As we look around in our families and in our workplaces and everywhere that we find people who are seeking a connection with God, we are called to share the message of the gospel with them and to invite them into our life together as Christians. And if we do this, brothers and sisters, we will prepare ourselves to receive the Holy Spirit, which we anticipate in just a few weeks on the day of Pentecost. And we can even become more attractive to the grace of God. Because face it, we all want that connection with God. All of us want to regain that paradise that we lost so long ago. And it's so beautiful to me. When I think how in the Garden of Eden, we fell when Eve, the first woman, was deceived in a conversation with a serpent who spoke to her literally about spiritual things. And I contrast that with how the Samaritan woman, who becomes Saint Fotini, and I think about how the Samaritan woman was enlightened by Jesus Christ, the Messiah and Savior of the world, through a conversation where he spoke to her spiritually about earthly things. It's a complete reversal. We fell in a garden, but were redeemed in a desert by a well. And so I encourage you as we approach Holy Communion to take the water pitcher of your heart and come to that spiritual well and encounter Christ who promises to give you living water that will spring up and create a well within you, welling up to eternal life.